You're listening to Dear Joseph, the podcast where we answer all your financial questions. This is a pure conversation podcast. Disclaimer, I'm not a financial advisor, and nothing I say should be considered as financial advice, but purely for entertainment purposes. This week's question is, should I buy cryptocurrencies, and is cryptocurrency an investment, or is it a savings? Begin with first defining what is currency. Meaning, what? Why would cryptocurrency be different than, let's say, just take U.S. currency, and what makes anything more real, more fake, more trustworthy? How did currency develop to begin with? So originally, society was via trade and barter. So if I had fish, someone else had apples. I could trade fish for apples, and depending on how much I wanted apples and how much he wanted fish, we would come up with a with a with with a trade-off. Eventually, societies grew, and they sort of became a standardized form of trade. So meaning, I couldn't go you know, trade one fish for an apple and then find another guy who's a fisher and want who's going to give me two fish. Eventually, everyone kind of settled in on like, you know, uh, I can't really you know, get a better deal with this guy than that guy, etc. Eventually, uh, as society developed, they decided that they would use certain st- sorts of coins or, or metals w- which would reflect the value. And usually based off the scarcity, usually because these metals were actually valuable. Later on, these they were minted by governments and they were valuable at, they were more valuable than than just their physical use. And the idea was that we could try to store value on a physical item, that this physical item will reflect a certain amount of service. So one gold coin, for example, might have been worth you know, 10 hours of service, whatever the trade-off was. But they were trying to store value onto an item. So what developed is that countries would, would, would mint coins, and those coins were valuable, and, and, and it would be a little more valuable that, that now that it was minted. Eventually, uh, they developed even paper money, which was cheaper, and you didn't actually have to use the valuable item to trade it. And what governments would do is they would collect commodities, and the coin, the the uh, paper money, whatever you would, the legal tender, would then reflect a certain percentage of the commodity. So if you go to, let's say, Fort Knox and say, you know, I have this $1 bill, Give me one dollar worth of gold, so that so that you would be able to trade that, and that's how the dollar and how things were were valued for a very long time. Then the U.S. was taken off the gold standard. Then what what reflected the value of the gold? You know, originally it was, well, excuse me, the value of the dollar. Originally it was it was somewhat valuable, and then we accepted it as kind of a standard thing. And then it was, you know, now we have things that are based off of the standard thing. I have a dollar that reflects, you know, the gold bar. So people know how much to think about the value based off of the gold. So the idea is that, or the idea that was brought forth was that currency would be based off of the full faith and credit of the United States. Meaning, if I brought a $20 bill to the United States Treasury, they would return a certain amount of service services for me. Now, in reality, they're not going to do that. But people agreed to accept, to to place that value on it, to agree that there'd be a certain amount of services based off of that item. And that's the concept of currency. So cryptocurrency is more or less digital currency. It's So what makes cryptocurrency different than, let's say, the dollar? So let's use Bitcoin as the example. Bitcoin is very, you know, not every cryptocurrency is going to have the same rules as Bitcoin. And, and I'll mention there are certain unique things about Bitcoin that are different than other kind of currencies. But, but let's focus on on Bitcoin for now, right? So first, Bitcoin is a non-centralized entity, meaning there's no one printing Bitcoins. There's a program that naturally 
generates bitcoins. There is a limit to how many bitcoins will be generated, which creates a certain amount of scarcity. And there's no one who can decide who gets bitcoins. The way bitcoins are created are when people approve, when people uh, can prove a transaction happened. And, and this is part of the security behind the Bitcoin, that uh, what happens is there are thousands and thousands of people who are proving that I made a sale, that I, you know, person A sent one Bitcoin to person B, that that, per, it, that person A had it to begin with, transferred it, and that person B actually received it. So what everyone does is, or what, what miners, Bitcoin miners do, is they verify transactions and they get a transaction fee, and they have the chance to create a Bitcoin. And how... Who gets a Bitcoin? It's a, it's a very complicated and complex problem. But what people do is they, they verify lots of trades. And that's how they... Uh, and, and eventually it generates a Bitcoin. You could think of this concept sort of like a gift card. Where while a gift card isn't money. Meaning I give, let's say, Amazon $25 to get an Amazon gift card. Now Amazon has the money that I used. But they gave me something that in their system is going to count as money, where they're going to say this $25, this gift certificate to us will give you $25 worth of goods and services. And they, on their end, are going to verify that the code I use, that the gift card I use is real. It's more of a one-sided transaction, but the idea is pretty much the same, which is, it's a little... It's actually a little improved upon where the idea is actually a little bit better because this causes everybody, all the players of the game, to make sure that the transactions are real, that there are no hackers, no one's breaking into it. While Amazon has a big interest in making sure people aren't spending fake gift cards, it's still less risky to to have two people verifying than one person verifying. The point of having a non-centralized entity is that there's... Even though the dollars agreed upon that it's going to create a value, people are going to accept the dollar. Still, what's going to happen is governments can ruin the financial system. Meaning, if people lose face in the United States government, or if the treasury, the you know the treasury, what's unique about the United States treasury, that's actually not directly run by the government. So the people who run it are, are are appointed by elected officials, but not directly uh it's it's not directly under the government they they're technically their own entity the president or people in congress can't really tell them what to do there are exceptions but essentially they have the ability to print money and they could and governments will often and, and congress and the president depending on the situation might even press pressure the treasury to print more money and creating inflation now what is inflation? The idea is that money becomes less valuable. So pretty simply put with our original understanding of currency, if gold is rare, you know, people want it. People want, But if there's so much gold, nobody's going to want it. It's not going to be pretty rare. It's everywhere. If there was a if every rock was, you know, gold, nobody would care. It's not so unique. If somebody really wanted gold, they'd go outside and pick it. There's no reason to fight over it. So same thing with money. If there's so much money out there, it might actually uh, lower the value of the money. Now, it's a question how much and in what capacity, especially since there's no standard. And there's a big debate on to what extent if inflation exists and if it exists. Uh, with that notwithstanding, it's pretty clear that the government legitimizes the currency. And with Bitcoin, there's no one legitimizing the currency except the people trading it. It's a pure market. So in a certain sense, no one can mess it up. But in another sense... 
Maybe people won't care. And I'll give an example. When I was younger, I used to play a video game online where I would win points and the points was a currency and I could then trade the points in for other digital assets, if you will. Not, not something I could ever, that's really valuable, although I found that interesting enough that these accounts, if, if it had a certain amount of points, they actually sell on places like eBay or, or other websites where um, you know people will pay like a couple hundred bucks for a really stacked account in one of these games. But there's a limit. You know, you can't really, uh, you, you can't really commoditize where you can, where you can say, listen, I have a hundred points. You'll give me a dollar, etc. But uh, you know, there's a real limit to it. But the but the idea is that in those games, they're digital assets. I earned money on the game, and I was able to buy things. So so why is that any different than Bitcoin? To a certain extent, it's different because it's less secure. It's not sent. It's not protected in the same way. There's no limit. Um, there's no reason for someone to to, to feel safe behind it. And also no one will accept. Bitcoin has become accepted. People are willing to accept it. Now it's true in many places they, they won't. According to the treasury, the way the US views it is it's not a it's not even a currency. They view it as a actually commodity interesting enough, which we'll get into soon. But the idea is that, that Bitcoin is is a little bit different than the game I used to play in in that uh in that it's a lot more secure. Can this be replicated? Yes. Is Bitcoin unique in that it's difficult to replicate it and even its replications might not be as good? Maybe yes, maybe no. Bitcoin does work on a complex networking system, as I mentioned before, the process of approving transactions. Now, being that it's a brand name at this point, and, and more and more places are accepting Bitcoin, so it's true that it's going to be hard for another cryptocurrency to cover ground, but it's getting more and more accepted and it's going to be hard for another cryptocurrency to be as accepted. But the truth is, what gives Bitcoin, you know, recently crossed the $20,000 threshold? What makes it worth $20,000? And the truth is only because people decide it's worth. There's nothing behind the value as in by regular currency. So while you get rid of the fear of regular currency, um, being devalued by whoever legitimizes the currency, well, people could just decide this is not worth it. And if you think about it, if regular currency collapses, Bitcoin won't be much use either. Who's going to want online currency when your country is unstable? What, you're going to be able to barter for food with Bitcoin? At a certain, at a certain point, it's not going to be super value. Now, just a, a point on the security of Bitcoin. So while I mentioned it's very safe in, in terms of it's a heart to... It's near impossible to hack because every transaction is monitored by everyone else. Um, there is a vulnerability when it is in a quote-unquote bank. There are different digital banks. Um, and, and famously, there was a digital bank and transaction from uh, which was known as Mt. Gox, and it was hacked. And people lost uh, hundreds or hundred thousands of dollars worth of Bitcoins, not millions. Um a lot of Bitcoin from it, and and very little of it was recovered and reimbursed to its holders. And being that Bitcoin is not traceable, meaning it's traceable, uh, it tra transactions are traceable, not people. So no one was able to, even if they found it, they wouldn't be able to return it to anybody. So uh, so so the so the secure so there's a security risk when it's stagnant, when it's not being traded. Now they have ways of fixing it, like essentially it's a little more complex than this, but you can get a flash drive. It's a flash drive with a screen on it, and you can download your Bitcoin file onto the flash drive, and you can, or 
and you can store a bunch of these and you can collect Bitcoin. So that is the basics to Bitcoin. So once we understand that Bitcoin is a completely free market currency where people decide the value, it's safe in that it, the concept of it is based off of other people checking to prove transactions are real. Fall into the question. So if I were to buy Bitcoins, is it a investment? Is it a currency? And should I in either invest in it or you know, keep some of it in my savings? So I don't think it's so much of an investment. And, and it's similar to the reason why the United States government does not think it's an investment. And that is there's no value behind it. It's not an entity that's growing. It's a completely free market thing. So in the same way that water or gold is a commodity, or even rocks are a commodity, you know, you could sell rocks to someone, um, you won't get much, but th th there is an industry and people do need, you know, rocks for different areas. It's very cheap, but it's what people decide it's. And because it reflects more of a supply and demand type of transaction than a physical value type of transaction. I, I think you have to view it more as a commodity than really uh, investments or currency. Um, with that in mind, even so, it's not a perfect commodity because take something like gold. Gold has value in it in that you could use it for yourself. So you can make jewelry out of it. Uh, you can you can make it into something else, or you could even there's industrial use for it. You can use it. It's it's good for uh, certain types of of uh, of industrial machines, like for example microchips. Microchips have it's very conductive, so they use it. They use tiny bits in microchips, and all these microchip companies are buying it by you know by the ton because they need a tiny sliver on every on on every chip. Even though it's even though it is a commodity, value is based off what people will pay for it. There is a real value in that it can be used. Bitcoin cannot be used except that it can be. It's only used because people decided it can be used. There's nothing that backs it up. Whereas the full breathing credit to the United States is conceptually and even practically, if need be, the United States can bring up manpower to reflect the value behind the dollar. They can use their governmental employees to work and to pay off your dollar, whereas gold only reflects its use or what people are willing to pay for. And Bitcoin is only reflective of what people are willing to pay for. So so there's a lot of risk to Bitcoin. Is it a good investment opportunity? Well, based off of how risky it is and how difficult it will be to predict the market and also what people are going to pay for it, it's very hard to justify that. Bitcoin, there's a humongous risk in that regard and that makes it a difficult it makes it difficult to recommend it as a savings or as an investment opportunity it's really a gamble we have no idea where it's going just people are going to buy it and and even if it's going to be more accepted in society which it, it probably will be there's no marker to tell us where it's going to go so why would you invest in something where you don't know where the limit is and at any point it can be devalued someone else can build something very similar and it can be accepted and if it comes from the correct institution or even the correct decentralized institution still it'll be able to penetrate the market and be more accepted than bitcoin so being that there are extreme risks in commodities especially a commodity that has no intrinsic value to it i think there's not much room to be placed in bitcoin in someone's portfolio or for someone's savings 
It's really a complete gamble.